Riley here, co-creator and artistic director of It's Personal. It's been almost a year since we performed our It's Personal storytelling show live on a stage in a theater full of people. Damn. In our crush show in February 2020, Andy Quintana cleaned out his desk on stage putting all the little aspects of himself into a cardboard box while reciting his resignation letter to crushing on ladies for the time being. Let's take a listen, then get the lowdown from Andy on where he stands now. Let's get personal. starters, I realized how useless crushing can be. I mean, we've all experienced those butterflies deep down in the pits of our stomachs. It is a brief, it is a brief <laughs> leaking feeling that comes and goes in its intensity and at times inauthenticity. A good friend of mine recently reminded me of how much I could crush on the idea of being with somebody instead of actually being with them. This notion truly brought me back down to earth, especially when I decided to take off my rose-tinted glass to see things for what they truly are. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I recently received an offer of self-actualization from the universe, and after some careful consideration, decided that the opportunity was far too exciting for me to decline. I've come to accept... I've come to accept that I've come to accept that that I have desires, that I have dreams, that I have ideas, that I have because I am human. In the past when I would crush, it would be at the expense of who I was to give life and energy to this this individual, this stranger, this person I couldn't even recognize and women can see right through that. When you're told to just be yourself, it means to stand by you and to truly be you in all walks of life. So so if if I decided if I decided I developed feelings for somebody, are they going to meet my criteria in order for me to crush? Not necessarily their criteria, but my criteria, because I matter to give my energy, my time For example, if, if I say something you don't like, 
you do something that I don't like, I tell you. Because I, I desire open communication. And it's a work in progress. And indeed, nobody wants to feel rejected or be the bad guy. But sometimes the necessary long-term outweighs the comfort short-term. To crush, to crush is brief. To love is consistency. And for far too long, I've ignored that inner wildfire that was burning deep down in the pits of my stomach, just waiting to blaze off charted trails. I now know what I want and cannot accept anything less than It has been an absolute pleasure partaking in the pursuit of my past crushes. But if I were to be enticed to return into the fray, I would have to consider the following. I would enter, I would enter not only a crush, but an eventual partnership between both parties, not just me, where we would share a mutual and respectful love and trust. We would both understand how to be independent in our pursuits, yet able to freely express our victories and our defeats and the safety of our loving arms. I would hope, well, I would hope to, at some point in my life, I'd like to experience, you know, after a long day, come home, lay on the couch, I'm about to fall asleep, and then she lays around me, and we both fall asleep on the couch, I wake up, and I look down, I realize she's right there, still asleep. So, of course, you know, I'm going to kiss the top of her head like fish, pull the blanket up, go back to sleep, and last thing I would remember before falling asleep is seeing the TV monitor and it's Netflix saying, are you still watching? <laughs> I would also hope that she would share my nomad, my nomad mentality at Heart Mentality. That she could make me laugh with her witty, clever sense of humor, just like Fleabag. And how we would understand that we were both, we would understand, we would both understand that we would have each other when the world was at last ours. And Ellie to my Carl. I would like to assist in the transition of my position by informing my colleagues and my family members and pets and friends of their inherent self-worth. Every single moment I'm present. Life, it's been fun. Thank you for the first 30 years of memories. And here's to many more to come. Uh, 
P.S. Um, if you, uh, life, if you could please do something about our society, global warming, the election, uh, like student college loans, uh, coronavirus, then I would really appreciate that. Thank you. Hello. Hi, Riley. How are you doing? Good, thank you. It's crazy because you were in our very last live stage performance oh. of an It's Personal show My goodness. in February 2020, <laughs> our last live show in a theater. Um, God, I feel like an how attorney. does it feel knowing? <laughs> I know, right? Like a lot has happened since then. <laughs> how does it feel knowing that like that was your last time? Uh, in a theater <laughs> performing humbling that's probably the first word at the top of my head it's just completely humbling it's like it, you just never know what i mean it's cliche but you never know what tomorrow's going to bring and then just knowing that that was pretty much the last performance for its personal on stage just for now uh, it's it's mind-boggling and I, I I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels like this way, but I'm sure you do, I do, and a whole bunch of other artists really truly miss being on stage and performing in front of an audience. Yeah, I'm glad we are able to do art, but it's not the same. It's just not the same. Right. So we're here to talk about your performance in the Crush Show. Um, what was your process like of figuring out what to write about for the theme Crush? I'll just say this. The Andy then it was completely different from what I am now. And I almost want to just mm. shake him. It's like, what is wrong with you? Because um, <laughs> just so much has changed since then. And uh, I, I, I could tell just by listening to it, he's scared still. He's still mm -hmm. nervous. He's still unsure about life. He's still um, trying to put things together. And he really had no idea what to like what to share with with the audience and i like to think that you know who i am now i'm more open to sharing a little bit more and not be so guarded in defense uh you know being mm -hmm. so um with my defenses and everything like that at least that's how i feel um but <laughs> he's he's just i don't know a completely different person i didn't even recognize him that's why i had to keep listening to it over and over again that's really cool. It like makes me happy that we have it recorded so that you can, you know, track your growth as a person like through this uh piece of art. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of hard to f believe too. Like like you're saying, you know, it was the last one and then it feels like it's just happened years ago, but no, it happened this year. It's the same year. So it's it, mm -hmm. it, it's it's truly something how time can just change and, and circumstances can change somebody in such a short amount of time. Uh, yeah, especially 2020. Right. <laughs> so in your piece, you decided to write a resignation letter to resign from crushing on ladies because you often uh, crush on the idea of people. Um, why did you want to, like, resign from crushing? Then, yeah. Now, I mean... I'm, I'm I'm more open to it. I was just, mm. I was just like, I think the piece was like a way of saying, you know, I've kind of been given up. But what I was really trying to say, it, just in hindsight, 
you know what? It's like I'm giving up on myself before, you know, before even life happens. It's like I was expecting so much, not only, you know, not only from people, but from myself. And it's like, no, you shouldn't be expecting so much. You just let life happen, you know, and just mm-hmm. you should be sure of yourself. You should be confident for yourself. You should be liking yourself. You shouldn't be treating yourself like this. There should be some level of respect to yourself. And I don't think that I don't think that that piece really did it justice. I was, you know, I'll be honest with you. And usually, I I know we would like to keep it positive for this podcast. This podcast is so awesome and all that. I just had to let everyone know who's listening to this. But um, I was kind of disappointed, but with that piece, I think I would like to completely redo it if I could, you know, get a time machine. And I I I, I sorry for feeling, you know, and you know, sharing this, but. At least that's how I'm feeling right now. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important because with it's personal, we're telling aspects of ourselves and how we feel in the moment, and it can change. And I think there's definitely been times where I'm like, oh, I, I mean, there's there's pieces I just would not want to listen to now because I'm like, I'm just was well, a different person, you know. It's just like <laughs> you talk about something on stage, and it's it is it's a it's just like snapshot into this moment in time, and we change and evolve from that, you know. So I think it's good that you feel differently because it's shown that there's been progress. I'm glad you've feel the same way um i just hope you wouldn't have changed the sour patch one that you did or um when you did for aj that was beautiful i love that that was probably my favorite of all yeah that was the last one i was interviewed for the podcast thanks (laughs) yeah i mean those and that's like those are more recent ones so i like them but ones i i mean we've been doing this now for years so some of the ones I did like four years ago, I'm like, I don't know, it's weird <laughs> to talk about, like to think about now, you know. Um, but they're somewhere on my computer, I'm sure. Uh, so I guess you sounds like you're a little bit more open to this idea of crushing, or like you're not so like you're not so against it, like against this <laughs> idea of just seeing what happens. That's a hard question. Um, <laughs> I mean. We're human. We crush on people. It's just like it just never wa- wavers. You know, you, you, whether you're, you know, you're in your teens or your thirties or whatever. Um, I like to think that I've I I have a better idea of how to approach it than I did before. I think mm-hmm. what was I think what was going on. There was a lot of truth in that piece, even though I'm disappointed with it. But it's like I was putting others first before myself. I never really. Mm-hmm. took myself into account of like would I be happy with this individual or am I just liking the idea of being with this individual and that that really is like the key of trying to figure out yourself too because then you realize you're important too yeah your piece reminded me of um like one time I heard this quote that was like you know um like a crush versus if you really like like really like someone or love someone or whatever is when they get a haircut because I feel like if someone you have a crush on gets a haircut and you're like I'm not into it anymore it's like a small aspect of them can change but if it's someone you really like you're like oh I still like them even if they got like a bad haircut or they got like something about their like some uh, something that's like superficial changes (laughs) I still like them you know because I think we can so easily have crushes on people like in a specific situation but then maybe 
we are not really seeing them for like who they actually are. It's just like our idea of them. Exactly. So I thought it was kind of funny. It's so funny. You are exactly on point on that. It's it's just you just never know what a person is going through, what their battles are, until you really get to know them. Even, I mean. They always say, don't judge a book by its cover. And it's all right, even as cliche as it is. It's like the nicest people could be maybe, you know, not the nicest people in the world and vice versa. You just Mm -hmm. never know until you really take a chance. And I think that's kind of hard with some people taking a chance because it's like you kind of want to save face. You kind of don't want to make a bad decision. But then it's like if you don't make risks in life, then what is life worth living for? Mm Mm-hmm. In your piece, you say this line that I really love, which is, um, to crush is brief, to love is consistency. And I'm just curious, like, are you still, or are you seeking out, like, that kind of love as opposed to that brief crush feeling? I think I am looking for that consistency, that love. Uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of, you know, I'm not... I'm not going to say that it's right or wrong, whether, you know, a person says like, oh, I just want to have fun, you know, just live my life and do that stuff. Or if they go like, oh, I want to look for, you know, um, committed relationship. I mean, it's like whatever makes you happy. I don't mm-hmm. see myself, <coughs> excuse me, I don't see myself that kind of person where, I mean, I could, I, I don't know, I, I can't see myself jumping from person to person. Um, I think, I, I think that. If I were to find somebody, you know, I, I would know them as a friend first and really get to know them because that's, that's very important. And then when you when I get that courage, and I know it's there, it's just kind of tiny, but then kind of say something, make a move, you know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 would, I would rather try and it not happen than not try and then always ask what's if. I always, I always think that way. It's like, do I want to be an old man 30 years, 30, 40, 50 years down the line and say, oh my God, why didn't I tell her how I felt? Yeah, I think it always feels better it, even it, if it's like not the outcome you wanted. Right. And it's like, and if, and if someone's always there, that shows. If someone's, even if they don't have the answer for you or even if they're not able to, you know, to, to you know, solve all your problems, if they're just there, consistently that means so much it just it just shows they mm-hmm. care they it shows that they want to be there they want to be in your life and th- that means so much more than any you know anything superficial that you know could someone could you know base somebody on guidelines on you know no absolutely i i just yeah i think that's so true like having a consistency is such a a great thing about um love and about the people in our lives that really care about us um do you consider yourself a hopeless romantic yes i didn't even have to think about that it's like yes i I also consider you a hopeless romantic so that's why i'm just curious um because uh a lot of my (laughs) a lot of my friends riley are trying to get me to do online things they 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 uh apps and i'm like no i just i'm i'm not into it i just can't i like i appreciate the Mm -hmm. um you know trying to help me but it's like i'm not good at that that online stuff it's like i I guess i'm hoping that you know i'll bump into her somehow when the universe feels i'm ready like a great story of how you met someone i don't know about that but (laughs) maybe you know maybe and then it'll probably end up on here somehow but um maybe uh 
No, I, I I like to think that you know I'll bump into her, and I won't. Oh, she'll probably be under my nose, and I won't even know. And it'll probably mm-hmm. just be like it'll take time for me. And I was like, wait, there's I have feelings for this one, but it's like I didn't even know <laughs> I had it because we were just like friends. I didn't really see her that way. And then like, hmm, she's really awesome. She's amazing. And then she does X, Y, and Z, and I'm like. Why am I not saying something? Why am I not doing nothing? Why am I <laughs> why am I letting this amazing person just slip right by? You know, obviously yeah. this person's there for the reason, but yeah, hopeless romantic. It, there's nothing wrong with being hopeless romantic. So if people are listening and then they're like, "Oh my god, I'm a hopeless romantic in 2020 and on." It's like, "No, it's fine. It's okay. You can you can still be that way. You can be proud by that. We don't let anyone make you feel down about that. Yeah, I'm I'm curious because, as you said earlier, like so much has changed in the last year. And I think just just so much has changed in the last year in the world. And I'm so curious, like, has your opinion of love and maybe like what you're seeking changed this last year? I think so. Um, not changed fully, but it's like more refined, more polished up. Mm. It's like, I, I, I like to think my definition of love was very, very basic, but not like basic, like boring, but it's like very, just very bare bones. There wasn't really a lot to it. And mm-hmm. um, there wasn't substance. I I didn't appreciate myself enough to know the difference between friendship and something more and I didn't take Mm -hmm. that I didn't appreciate that because you know I'll own up to it I'm not used to and you know how you hear hear people say you know I'm not used to getting compliments well it's like I'm not used to getting compliments but I'm not used to being looked after I'm not used to people checking in on me because I can mm-hmm. pretty much keep to myself and I'll be okay. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, I'll check in with people, see if they're okay, and I'll work with people and all that. But it's like I'm pretty independent. So when that happens to me, I kind of my <laughs> like a red flag goes up, and I'm like, who is, who is this, and what is their intention? And I'm like not sure of myself. Mm-hmm. And before this year, I think I thought that. You know, it was kind of a warped sense of definition of love. And I think because of what's been going on with, you know, with COVID and and I have a lot of self-reflection, I realized that you have you have to know yourself and you have to be able to separate the friendship with any romantic feelings you have for somebody. Because you could still love somebody and still be their friend. But if you find somebody that you're friends with and you love them maybe more than that, I mean, that's valid too. But it's like there's different kinds of love. Like, for example, I love Liz. I love you. I love Max and all that because you guys are like my theater family. And it's just like, I, you know, I, I love you guys so much. And then, you know, I love my, my, you know, my family, my, you know, I love my brother and stuff like that. It's, I I think what it is, is that I had a more refined definition of love. And, Mm -hmm. and I like that. I like the person that was able to come out through the self, 
you know, reflection and and I <clears throat> I think he has a better grasp of what he can possibly do in the future. Yeah. It sounds like you really have uh you know, thought a lot about what you're interested in and like what you're looking for in the last year. And yeah, I think love has so many different forms. So I, to- I totally agree. Something that I thought was kind of funny was at the end of your piece, you were like asking life to help out with um, a few different issues. And you mention the coronavirus. And at the time, did you think like it would impact your life so much? No. Or were you saying that line almost as like a joke, like because you thought like it, it's a thing we were hearing about, but it wasn't necessary. Like you were like, oh, we, we need help with, you know, <laughs> making sure it's OK. But it was like maybe not actually where we're at now where we're like, we really need. <laughs> uh, I'll, t- uh, um, I'll tell you this, Riley. I was completely spooked by re-listening to that end part i'm like wait what and it's like right? did i really say that because you I... added that in the february show i don't think you did it in the show before Mm-mm. but the february show is the one we had recorded so it's like just so funny because it really was like such a snapshot in time where like you just said something the night because it was kind of like coming into our you know vocabulary yes and to think i think it was two weeks after that performance that's when the shutdowns began just two yeah. weeks after because it was the last <coughs> it was the last was thursday the of, of february of, yeah right and then two weeks after that it was like that's when everything shut down and i was like okay i don't think i don't consider myself seeing the future i that was pure coincidence, but I was—I I am a little afraid about that little statement. Um, I think I added it because it was—it it was sort of a issue that people were aware of, but it wasn't really a as humongous as it is now. And mm-hmm. I've known some people who were feeling certain things about it. Um, let's just say they felt that it was a hoax. And mm. it kind of made me feel a little, what's the word, a little perturbed, a little irritated, mostly because I had a feeling this was going to be a big deal. And I felt that some people weren't taking it as seriously as I have. So I figured, you know what, I'm going to just say it up there and just put it out there whether people you know, react to it or not. And uh, I mean, I'm glad I got. I'm glad life did something about the election. So uh, I was, I was really happy. No, about- yeah, that's true. And maybe student loans. <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting. And maybe so, I'm still waiting. Also so, coronavirus. Uh, yeah, uh, there's like things in the works. <laughs> Madam President, uh, Miss Kamala Harris, if you're listening to this podcast, and, and why wouldn't you? Because this is awesome. But please, um, yeah, wink, wink. That's all I'm saying. So um, yeah, <laughs> and, I know. and Joe Biden. Um, but yeah, uh, that's just the weirdest thing. I added it the last second just because I felt it was going to be a big issue. And somehow it just it did. It turned it out a big issue. And in hindsight, I'm kind of glad I added that at the last minute because that wasn't in the script before. Um, no. Because I, I had a list of things I wanted to thank. I remember, I know... yeah, because I was recording the audio and I was like, oh, yeah. He, like I was in the audience. So I was like, oh, that part was new, you know. <laughs> 
Um, but I, I just really, I like this piece. I mean, I know you have feelings about it just like personally, but I really like that you chose to do it as like a, a letter and you're like cleaning out your desk. I just think it, it's a really um, fascinating piece and like perspective. Um, and I think we can all definitely get into those like crushes. Um, I like that you also don't like it that much anymore because I think it shows you've grown and I think that's cool. I mean, I mean, I don't hate it where it's like, Oh my God, I got to destroy it, burn it. But it's like, you're right. It is a snapshot of a time in our lives. I'm glad I've grown from that point and I would definitely change it if I could, but I feel, I feel, I feel confident enough in myself and sure of myself that it's like, you know what? I'm just going to tell a little snapshot of my life to the audience and, they're going to take it for wherever they're going to take it. I can't control what they're going to think. Yeah, that's that's the whole point. <laughs> it so took me so personal. long to figure that out. And I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I love that you have felt like you can, like, expand and change the way that you deliver this, like, storytelling to, to the audience. And I think that's really great. And I can't wait to see what else you bring to our audience coming up. <laughs> Thank great. you, Liz. Oh, sorry, Riley. Why am I Liz? Is on my, why am I? I'm sorry, I Riley. No, it's we're basically the same person. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, okay. So I just have one last question. Okay. Um, what have you been crushing on lately? Like any good TV shows, movies, books, anything that you're like really into right now? Fleabag. Oh yeah, Phoebe Waller Bridge. I mean, I, I I wasn't aware of her show until the second season. Like I, I wasn't even sure about the first season, and then when I saw the trailers, uh-huh. and I was like, she's funny, she's really funny, but she's really beautiful, but she's really funny, and I was like, this is really good dialogue. I like this, and then I just watched it and I just fell in love with her, and her work. Um, yeah, so then I end up buying so more good. of her her books and her her uh, reading materials that she's written and the plays that she's written, and I was like. Cool really enjoying did this. you also know that she wrote killing eve yes because i feel every, every time i like see her name on killing eve i like always forget because it's so different than fleabag and she's also not in it and she's such a great performer that i'm always like i can't believe she wrote this show which i also love killing eve <laughs> but it's so different than fleabag it's just crazy to me like her range of it's, writing it, right now i'm on that. the first season of killing eve so i'm trying to catch up um yeah, I haven't. I'm not caught up. Okay, okay. So at least we're not giving spoilers to each other. But uh, um, <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I'm crushing on recovery, self recovery. Not to get into details, but um, you know, I'm, I'm going through some things with with my folks right now, and it's a work in progress, and it's kind of delicate, and I'm trying my best to make the situation better. And let's just say I'm crushing on the fact that I'm thinking about myself for once, and that I have to put me first and I'm not doing anything wrong for putting me first, regardless of who within my circle is telling me, you know, otherwise. That's great. I think that's so important. I'm happy to hear that you're thinking in that way because, you know, you got to stick up for yourself. Like you're your biggest ally. So that's great. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, Riley. I'm so glad we got to talk about your crush piece almost a year later. <laughs> um, crazy that that was a live show. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun virtual stuff going on this year. And it's going to be great. And someday 
We'll be back in the theater. I'm so looking forward to that. I mean, I just, I cannot <laughs> wait to get that all clear and we get back on that stage. I truly, truly yeah. miss being at the complex so much. Me too. All right. Thank you so much, Andy. Thank you, Riley. You're the best. Thank you. This is awesome. You are. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. It's Personal is a live storytelling show with a twist. Join us the fourth Thursday of every month on our YouTube page to watch our performers get personal. Information on upcoming shows and tickets can be found on itspersonalonstage.com.